one of the most mesmerizing and mysterious phenomenon in all of God's creation is the schooling of fish. Schooling is when fish swim together in the same coordinated direction. And as I came to learn this past week, there's a lot more going on than often meets the eye. Beginning with a single fish, gradually thousands begin to act as one with a kind of collective intelligence. There's that beautiful elegance you've maybe seen on nature documentaries where fish instantaneously seem to operate as one body with one and the same mind, it seems. Philosophers and scientists now call this phenomenon emergence. It's a way of describing how complex systems take shape. And so many of these same scientists and philosophers observe similarities between the way that fish school and also how snowflakes form, or even how the brain thinks, or even how the global economy works. That's all for another homily. I share this and I bring up this image of the beautiful schooling of fish because I think that it offers a little bit of insight or at least a way of understanding the beginning of the mission of Jesus. We hear in the gospel how Jesus left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea. I think Jesus is very intentional about this seaside setting for the beginning of his ministry. He reveals the mind and the purpose of God when he began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus begins to gather a school of disciples by the sea of Galilee. Come after me and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. Being a disciple means becoming a part of the school of Jesus, a schooling in Jesus. He calls his disciples to a new collective identity and intelligence. He calls us to a common direction and purpose. And what gradually emerges is a new body with the one mind of Christ, which we call church. The church gradually emerges from the mission of Jesus, a school together. In Paul's letter to the Corinthians, he writes, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree in what you say, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and in the same purpose. There are no divisions in a school of fish. They're united. They move and act and sometimes think as one. In addressing the church in Corinth, Paul is showing us a way, I think, to navigate the tension that many of us struggle with throughout our lives. This is the felt need to both affirm and assert my individuality, what makes me different and not just the same as others. But at the same time, the deep need to know and to feel that I belong somewhere and with someone. This tension between us of wanting to be my own person, an individual, but also feel a sense of belonging in community, that there's a people with which I'm a part. 
Every human being is, in his or her own way, is longing for belonging in an increasingly complex and isolating world. As much as the ideas celebrated and touted, there's really no such thing as a purely autonomous human being. There's really no such thing as one fish or person apart from all the rest. And while each and every one of us is a free moral agent, each of us is also carried along by currents of society in ways that we rarely even recognize, whether for good or for ill. We all go with the flow at times. St. Paul recognized as a theme throughout many of his letters that we're always part of a body. All of us are part of a body. He uses two names. We either belong to what he calls the body of sin, or we belong to what he calls the body of Christ. Rather than the one school or body of Jesus, Paul in his day and his community saw many little schools beginning to emerge and to break off. I mean that each of you is saying, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ as if Christ was some party alongside the rest. Maybe it's the message of a politician or a cable news personality, a social media influencer, or even a celebrity pastor who begins his or her own school to preach and to say, come after me. The others maybe are too ignorant and afraid, but I will tell you what God really thinks. There are many voices calling us today to follow after and it can be challenging. We live in a complex world with many different voices, and there's a very powerful attraction in simple answers for life's complex problems. This is what Paul just calls the body of sin, and out of this body gradually emerges patterns of life built on rivalry and resentment and selfish striving and competition with one another. Paul saw this body beginning to emerge in the church of Corinth. But discipleship in the school of Jesus, schooling in Jesus offers every person a new way of being in the world. It's a way that respects what is unique and unrepeatable about us, but also disciplines us to see how our strengths and weaknesses, our best and worst qualities, only acquire their real significance and meaning when they're joined and accepted by a community. Discipleship is more than just following a crowd, doing the same thing that everybody else is doing. Discipleship is about following Jesus together. And there's a big difference between following a crowd and following Jesus together as a community. We find our way by following Jesus, being schooled in his path and his purpose. Jesus saying, come after me, is his way of inviting each of us on a very personal journey of both repentance and acceptance that is known and felt only within a community of believers, each of whom we recognize and respect is on their own journeys of repentance and acceptance. Each of us is an individual on our personal journey, but it's never apart from the body of believers that we call the church. 
Another way to say it is this deep truth of scripture from the beginning to the end that no one is saved alone. This is an important message throughout scripture in the Bible that no one is saved alone. There is no salvation apart from the body. We are always saved as a school. God always saves a people. This is what's also meant by um, a traditional formula that goes back deep into the church in Latin, extra ecclesiam nulla salus, which translates outside the church, there is no salvation. Sometimes this has been a controversial uh, statement um, throughout the church, but it's really an affirmation of belonging. It's really an affirmation of belonging. It says that we are safe when we are together. Outside of the school of Jesus, we're like shark bait to sin. As human beings, all of us, we're all swimming in the same sea together. Every human being, Christian and non-Christian, we're all swimming in the same sea. And no one of us is ever really saved until we all are. It's also a challenge, I think, for church insiders like me, but any church insider um, to consider who we're committed to keeping outside the church bounds. Who have we made outside the body? And so the evangelizing mission of the church is born of this conviction that we're only saved together. We're really only safe together. Come after me and I will make you fishers of men. Come swim with me in the school of Jesus. We're safer, we're more joyful, when we're together. In nature, like in schools of fish, we get glimpses, intimations of the kingdom of heaven and this sheer wonder of simple creatures like fish moving in total harmony and unison to the rhythm of their creator. They're free of striving and control, yet they also have total trust and dependence on their neighbor to their left and to their right and in front of them and behind. Of course, we're more than fish, but the church is, like this beautiful school of fish, the mystery of communion. The church is called to be the school of love. Maybe following Jesus doesn't always seem this way, but there are occasional glimpses of our lives moving in unison and harmony. Might think of the March for Life yesterday, swimming together in unison, um, uh, particular cause in which we can all rally behind. And there are so many other um, areas in life where we can truly be a school of love to bring peace and justice into our world. And when we do act in unison and harmony, it's more beautiful than anything in God's deep blue sea. This is what Jesus opens up before us. He opens up before us the way to the sea, the kingdom of heaven, and he invites each of us to follow him together.